up, we're going to talk about Travis Boy's Ted Cruz hanging out in Cancun, uh, the best beer situations to be a part of. Uh, we're going to tell some stories about the strangest injuries in Major League Baseball, uh, and we got a pretty funny debate topic. All coming up next on the Happy Hour Hangout Podcast. Happy frigid Thursday, everybody. It is super cold here in St. Louis. I am wearing three long sleeve shirts because um, it's, it's that cold. Um, but welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Happy Hour Hangout Podcast. I'm Stephen, accompanied as always as my compadre, Trav. Uh, Travis, what's uh, what's a good word? I haven't talked to you in a while. What's going on? Oh, man. Life is good, dude. Um, we are buried in snow. Um <laughs> kind of apocalyptic here at, in St. Louis from a snow snow standard. Um, great open, by the way. Uh, Ted Cruz, my boy. I, I I'm not claiming him this week, uh, but we'll get into that here in a bit. But uh, dude, life is well, man. How about you, man? What's uh, what's up with you? Well, you know the, the this is the those this was the first real week diving into uh, my new job. Um, made that announcement a couple of weeks ago. Um, it is one of the most intense training programs I've ever been a part of and to make it even more complicated, it's all virtual. So that's been a huge, huge learning experience. Um, I much thrive, I thrive much better being out there, out in the field, um, you know, offices and, and things like that. So this has definitely been an adjustment, but it's a six week training program. And so I'm on week two. Mm. And so I've still got a long bit of way to go. So a lot of reading, I feel like I'm back in college. Um, <laughs> just printing stuff out, highlighting everything that I can uh, and trying my damnedest to remember everything that I just wrote down or read. So it's uh, yeah, but it's, it's been good, but uh, hopefully you're keeping warm. Hopefully uh, the family's keeping warm. Hopefully everybody oh, yeah. that listens is keeping warm. Uh, obviously we're hoping that everybody that listens to this podcast that's in Texas is doing okay and staying safe. It's a, uh, it's a mess. And uh, we'll kind of dive into that here a little bit later into the end of the podcast, but um Let's let's pop some tops, man. What uh, let's do our taste test. What are you drinking? <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one, man. I uh, I got a little Mountain Standard IPA from our friends at Odell Brewing. Uh, I was about to say, of... is that my is that my is that my team? Odell Brewing. Yeah, man. I've uh, <laughs> I've done a few of their beers uh, since we started the podcast, but uh, I have not done this beer on the podcast. So went uh, got something new. So excited to uh, to do that. This is an IPA. Um, they call it a mountain style IPA, uh, which is brewed with American hop varieties, which bring tropical hop aromas, pineapple, orange, and mango right to the beak. Uh, six and a half percent, 39 IBUs. And I got to tell you, man, on the taste, this is a really clean, fruity, crisp IPA. So uh, highly recommend this one. This one's great. Uh, I'm a little bit sad I only got a six pack because I think this one could... Uh, uh, 12 or 12 or here would have been good, but this is good. Good beer. Do they do, they do more than six packs? Most I've reviewed a lot too. I mean, that's probably no. one of our highest reviewed companies, uh, since doing mm -hmm. this podcast. And I think any ones that I've gotten, at least the really special ones are all just strictly six packs. So they are. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, um, being a glutton there and talking about getting two six packs, but on their, uh, on their website, <laughs> you'll appreciate this. Cause I think it kind of cues to what I was just saying about it being really like crisp and clean and, and an easy drinking their uh, verbatim, they say the results of this IPA are extremely drinkable, bursting with bright hop flavors, low bitterness, and a slight haze. 
damn if I don't sound like a commercial man. That's uh, but it is. It's really the good beer, and it and extremely drinkable is actually a really fair way to describe this IPA. Kind of feels like springtime just by that explanation right there. So hopefully that melted some of the snow in my backyard. <laughs> there you go. So wise choice, my friend. So, hey, I don't know if you know this, but uh, spring training started this week for a lot of major league baseball teams. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's Christmas. This is this is day four of Christmas right now. Uh, so in honor of spring training, I am doing the Stan Musial Six Beer, which is made by our wonderful friends at Urban Chestnut. Uh, this was created in honor of Stan Musial turning 100, uh, great, greatest Cardinal that ever lived right here. Um, and I hope they keep this beer forever because I've, I've reviewed this. I think this is the first beer that I actually reviewed on our podcast. So we're really going full circle now, my friend. So <laughs> I am popping that top, putting it in my handy dandy Harpo's cup, <clears throat> getting my uh, bartending practice in for whenever I become a bartender. Well, cheers to you, sir. Cheers. Mm. And cheers to everybody that listens to the podcast. Hopefully you guys are all enjoying a, a frosty top out there in the frosty tundra that is America. <laughs> That's uh, a good, tra- good transition to my blowing off steam, man. <laughs> let me let me bust out of the gates here. All right. So let's uh let's go ahead and rock blowing off steam, Steven's favorite segment of the show. Uh Trav, you obviously get to take the reins here. Dude, I uh so the snow is one thing, right? And I I love it. It's pretty, especially if you don't have to go anywhere. All is well. But one of the things that just drives me freaking nuts, especially in St. Louis, our friends in Texas might have a little bit of a different case to be made just from a simple like planning perspective. Like, let's face it, Austin, Texas does not get snow on any kind of regular basis. But we get snow here multiple times a year, every year. And not like normally crazy amounts. This is a pretty substantial amount of snow that we just got. But why is it that every single year we cannot figure out how to clean the streets? And I, especially in the city. And I, we pay a 1% tax just for living in the city. And we can't even get a snowplow. And it, it just blows my mind. Today, I finally left the house. I hadn't left the house either Tuesday or um Tuesday or Wednesday, but this morning I did have to leave. I went to, uh, I went to Columbia, uh, Missouri for something for work, but, um, just leaving the neighborhood, I am white knuckling it going three miles an hour down my hill in my, <laughs> on my street because it has not been touched. And so it, it, it gets slushy during the day. And then at night temperatures drop crazy and it freezes all over. So in the morning it's an ice rink. Why is it, especially here in the Midwest where we get snow, it's an absolute shit show every time it snows. Why is that, Steve? Can you explain that to me? Can our friends at MoDOT get on here and explain to the people why every single time, without fail, it is awful? God, it blows. It drives me nuts. It's one of the most infuriating things. And and you know, just disclaimer: we're not we're not acting like our lives are miserable at this point. There's a lot of people yeah. that are really suffering during this this snowstorm this year, um, and we clearly aren't. Hell, I haven't had to leave the house since February second. Um, so, you know. For the sake of, of argument here, I, I agree with you, especially in the city. The city's the absolute worst. I remember when I was a kid and we were in, you know, in high school, anytime there was a snow day, we were thinking, oh, we're going to get, there's going to be all the snow that comes down and we're going to be, you know, missing school, all this great stuff. And then at 830 at night before, you know, we're getting ready to go to bed and stuff, you see all these just Illinois Department of Transportation trucks just salting everything, making sure that mm-hmm. everything's good to go. And we never got to miss school. Now... And you know, we live in we live in St. Louis, Missouri now. 
I wake up and I haven't seen I haven't seen a snowplow or a truck uh, since I moved here. I've owned this house for going on two years, and I have not once seen a, a snow truck. Um, You're not we, I live on a one-way street. You live on a one-way street. Uh, I have yet to see pavement since snow started coming down a week ago. Um, and with the freezing temperatures, I'm not going to see the pavement anytime soon. I'm just going to see a huge swamp. And having to go anywhere is just insane. The streets are so narrow, too, that, I mean, you better be going two miles an hour you might as well just put it in neutral and push because you have better control. That's how insane those these roads are. Uh, so I'm with you. I don't, I don't get it. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. I love playing, paying my city tax for me to just to stare at a white road the entire winter. But uh, yeah, I love that was a solid piggyback off of my blown off steam. And I'm glad that we both agree on this because we've had some blown off steam lately where I'm just like ranting and raving and you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point of this one. <laughs> so I am glad we're on the same page here where you're like, you know what? I agree, man. It is a problem. And the best part is, is I have my blowing off steam is about the snowy weather too. So, Oh, let's uh, hear it, man. Yeah. So we got probably what, at least in our area, six, yeah. seven inches of snow. Yeah. So as I'm going through training, I realized my wife worked from home a couple of days this week because of the, the weather and you know, it's husband's responsibility to shovel the, you know, the driveway, the sidewalks, the, you know, the steps going to and from your front house, uh, front part of your house. I got a sidewalk that goes through my backyard. So I always have to shovel that and the stairs leading up to the back door. Well, uh, I, I lost a little bit of weight and my wedding ring no longer fits. It, uh, it's actually quite loose. There are times where I will be swinging my hand around and it'll fly off. And so mm. anytime that I, uh, like wash my hands or take a shower. I have to take it off or else it's going down the drain. So I'm shoveling snow. It's the middle, middle of a work day. Uh, I know where this is going. <laughs> and my, my ring is going up and down my, my finger and the, the shovel and the ring is pinching my skin. And I'm like, well, ouch, this kind of hurts. I don't like this. So I take my ring off and I put it in my pocket, finish snow, uh, shoveling all the snow, come in. It's about two and a half hours later, I realized, oh shit, I don't have my wedding ring on. Let me grab it out of my pocket. It's not in my pocket. <laughs> so, so I'm running around the house. My wife is working from home at this point at, at that that day. And she's looking at me like I'm just an absolute weirdo, just perplexed look on my face, just running around in circles around the house, just looking uh, for what she would, would believe would be a ghost at this point. Uh, and she goes, what are you, what are you looking for? Uh, and I say, Oh, my wedding ring. She goes, Oh, well, why are you looking for it? And I said, well, uh, I don't know where it is. Uh, I took it off the shovel, the snow, and now it's gone. So my hypothesis is this either a, I dropped it, what I thought was in my pocket, uh, into the snow now, seven inches, just if in case the audience forgot, or I put it in my pocket and in my stressed out, just rage. Cause it was just a stressful day it just somehow fell out of my pocket and is now somewhere lost in the eternal void. That is my house. Uh, you know that, you know, that feeling whenever you clean up the house and you realize all of this stuff just got magically lost and disappeared and you can't find it again. Cause you clean up the house. It's kind of what the situation is too. Uh, so luckily silicone rings are a big deal and I bought one. So I can still tell all the ladies out there that I'm a taken man and I'm not trying to play any games. <laughs> that's uh, important steve good job 
<laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know where my wedding ring is, and I am very upset about it. Oh, dude, I. Uh, so I was gonna clown on you, and then I got to thinking about how easy it is for. Um, if you have like shorts or sweatpants that have that kind of uh, athletic material, how easy it is for things to like slide out of there. And uh, it kind of reminds me of this time and I'll make this short, but I never lose shit. And I had my wallet and I, it was gone. I was like, this does not make sense. I take it out of my pocket, put it in the same spot every time I walk in the door and come to find out I had had like a sweatpant type material uh, on in my car and it was in my pocket and it slid out of my pocket and into the, like the door jam. So it was in my car. Luckily, good news is I found the wallet, but that shit can happen easy. Right. So if it's a wedding yeah. ring, it could literally be anywhere, anywhere. That little sl- sucker could have slid right out of there. No problem. And man, you're, you're in a mess. You're I'm in expecting a mess it to, to show up somewhere in the backyard and then my dog eats it. That's probably no. what's going to happen. Cause that's my luck. Um, and then of course, you know, today I was, uh, I, I bought my ring from a specific website and, <clears throat> or my wife bought it actually, kudos to her. And I went back to that site to see about getting a replacement. And I swear to God, this company got more popular since I got married because all of their rings are doubled than what I paid or what we paid for the last time. So <laughs> I guess I'm wearing a silicone ring for a while. So there you go. You need to do Sorry. the, uh, Sorry, dynasty move and, uh, get that sucker tattooed. You know what? That thought has crossed my mind because I love tattoos. <laughs> That sucker will not, uh, that won't come off. <laughs> that is something that my wife and I have talked about doing. Uh, yeah, there you go. We do have tattoos that commemorate each other. We, uh, uh, we need to get that on the podcast. If you do, we'll get that up on YouTube. Live stream that sucker. Keep if, that if in I mind. In fact, if I in, fact, I in fact do that, we, I 100% guarantee, write that down. We will live stream me getting a tattoo of a wedding ring. All right. Uh, I love it. You right. heard it here first. Let's, uh, let's go into some main topics here. All right. All right, let's do it. I got a question for you. Yeah. What is up with your boy? <laughs> yeah. What? You're, you're, it's a bad you're, look, you're man. politician so, of all time. Ted Cruz, second only to your boy, Holly. What, uh, what's, what is happening to Ted Cruz? Hey, full disclosure. So those listening <laughs> for the first time, man, you're really setting me up here with uh, these two clowns being my favorites. Yeah, um, softballs. Yeah, you know, I appreciate that. Um, dude, it's a, it's an awful look. Um, you know, just awful. I mean, talk about just the optics of something that's just not good. Getting on an airplane in the middle of a, just a statewide, just, I mean, and this is, this is bad. This is real bad. And then to be (laughs) hopping on a plane to go to Cancun in the middle of this is the definition of what people think of when they think of privileged politicians and, you know, the, the common folk are at home and, you know, whether he was going to be, you know, he let's, let's not kid ourselves, no politicians rolling up their sleeves and getting in there and fixing a frozen pipe, but the optics of you're not even in your home state handling phone calls. You're on a plane to Cancun to sip, you know, mojitos by the pool. Just not good, man. Did you, uh, did you hear what he said? Uh, his reason for going to Cancun? I didn't. I saw this on Twitter real quick and I was like, this is disgraceful. And I just <laughs> kept on sliding. I didn't look for too much into it after that. What'd he say? He said that his daughters wanted to go on a trip with her, their friends and him and his wife let them and he flew with them to drop them off. And that he was instantly turning around to come back, which I will point out he is technically back in Texas, but that was his reasoning. 
Hmm. So one of two things here, right? He's either the fucking best con man, which let's be honest, he's a politician. As much as I agree with him on a lot of policy, yeah, I mean, that, that would not be surprising, right? Like he he caught wind in the air because, you know, this man paid for the Wi-Fi. Let's let's not uh, let's not dog our man Ted here, but he's he's got the money to pay for the Wi-Fi. He saw this thing going viral and said, you know what? Text the assistant. Hey, schedule my return flight ASAP uh, so he could play this off. Or maybe that was really what he was doing. And he's just a good good hearted father. I'm just going to tell you the looks of this is just not not good. I surely hope he is not throwing his kids under the bus like that because he sold them out just for the sake of his ass. That's incredible. I, I would not be surprised by politicians, man. There's very little that you hear about politicians that go, yeah, I don't know if they're up for that. Even people that you like, let me tell you, they love that power. That power, power is like the powder and get it on the tip of your nose, man. You get just excited about it. And uh, anyways, yeah, dude, I, I don't know. I don't, I wish I had more to say, but terrible. Well, I want to I want to play devil's advocate here for just one second. Just ask you one question here. Yep, so obviously this looks bad. Should you have gone out there? No. I mean, you, you know, a lot of a lot of politics is the court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, where you sway typically tends to favor where that court leans. Um, but at the same time. Is, and look, I, I'm no expert at this. This is why I'm asking the question. You know, maybe there is something that he could have done. Maybe there's just something he, nothing he really can do. I mean, you know, just now Biden was, you know, is authorizing FEMA to come out and, and get, you know, supplies and generators out to people. But it, him, if he had stayed, would it, would it really have mattered whether he had gone or stayed, I guess is my question. Outside of the court of public opinion, is him staying in Texas and trying to help? Is there anything, anything him being a politician, uh, being able to sway to help people that much quicker? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know necessarily like how much pull he has, but I would think the size of Texas just the amount of people like him being here is, is a good move regardless. Right. I mean, he, he should be able to at least petition for or push for, you know, federal government, like assistance type stuff. Um, you know, FEMA, for example, like um, I don't know anything about this. And if I'm talking out of my ass, let me know. But if FEMA is just now getting involved, I think we're, we're probably a couple of days late because this is, been happening for a couple days now so maybe like that he could have helped speed up that type of uh, timeline um but i think as a grander issue for somebody that is uh well used to be incredibly gop heavy uh still still claim team red but uh not nearly as as hard as i used to um i i think texas is a real question for the gop in general and so as as more progressive minded folks move into Texas, which has been a, an ongoing trend. And that state turns more purple than, than it was. It used to be just ungodly red. I think that, you know, their governor has made some, some questionable comments lately uh, regarding, um, you know, solar wind, um, you know, this whole bit, Dan Crenshaw, who I just absolutely love from Houston as a, as a, uh, Republican congressman, he he's made some comments that are like, nah, I don't know if I'd necessarily have said that. And then you got Ted Cruz with this. And so the optics just from a from a right wing perspective are just it's it's not good. And especially in a state that kind of is starting to feel like it's teetering. Um, GOP loses Texas. I mean, 
damn, that's already, I mean, write the rest of this stuff off because I I don't see any states that are blue that they're getting ready to turn red. There's a lot of red states turning blue. Uh, And so I don't know. That's that's the only thing that I can think of, but that's more of a big picture type thing I wanted to bring up. Don't forget the Texas mayor that just had to resign after telling uh, all the lazy residents that uh, Texas doesn't owe them anything and to figure it out. So Mm. Tim Boyd was his name. Um, yeah, I just, I, I thought that was an interesting question because I, I know mm-hmm. that's where the arguments are going from where people are saying, you know, how can you do this to us? You know, you're, you're basically, you know, ditching us and you're supposed, you know, you're supposed to be fighting for us. And the other, other side is like, well, what is it exactly is he going to be able to do sitting there? Really the moral of the story is, is if, if you're going to do something like that, go up, go back to DC where there's just as so much snow and, uh, uh, yeah, they have power, but at least it's snow and cold. Don't go to fucking Mexico. Um, so, all right. That was fun. Anytime we get to talk about old Ted, Teddy Cruz is a, is a good, <laughs> is a good podcast. So uh, let's do some beer talk, some beer yes. talk here. So I found a really cool article <clears throat> from our old favorite website of all time, totalfratmove.com. <laughs> and uh, the topic is the 14 best beers you will have in your life. Uh, and they rank them and we're not going to go through the rankings or anything. Really this discussion is what we feel like is the best type of beer situation uh, in our lives and what we find to be the best. Uh, and so to kind of explain what I mean, one of these, what they call beer that they put in this ranking is what they call the pitcher deal beer, which is, you know, a beer that's usually uh, every Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, you know, it's really cheap, $4. Uh, they said, Two, if you live in the Midwest, so shout out to the Midwest, uh, which is basically a picture of PBR cores uh, that basically makes you forget about the fact that you took a midterm uh, that you probably failed or that you uh, had a super long day at uh, men's warehouse uh, <laughs> having crusty old fat people try on suits, um, you know, just kind of like that happy hour uh, picture of, of super cheap beer. So the reason I bring this up is, is I want to have this conversation with you of what is your top beer situations? You know, what's the best beer for you to have, whether, you know, any situation? Yeah. So I'm going to give you three because, uh, okay. you know, I love things in three. So uh, number three is the uh, bleachers at a Cardinals game on a like really nice day. Like I'm talking like 75, 80, a little bit of a breeze and, um, I'm not really a Budweiser guy, but there's something about drinking an ice cold Budweiser in the bleachers at a Cardinals game and just enjoying life. Uh, man, I, I, I would do anything for that beer right now, honestly, with the, the, the past year and what appears to be a, a limited stanza from fan perspective going into this year. But that's number three. Number two for me is uh, a beer that I still love to partake in. And I know as a soon to be 32 year old with twins, uh, probably don't get to enjoy too often. But this is the um, this is the day beer. This is the Saturday one, two o'clock in the afternoon. Um, you head over, think like a, a brewery can be a patio, could be a, basically a Saturday fun beer of just like that one or two o'clock. Got it, man. That's awesome too. That puts a big smile on my face, get some appetizers for the table, group of eight, 10 people sitting around, um, drinking just cold draft beer. That's a great beer. Uh, and then my number one, and I'll be curious to hear your three, if you've got three off the top of your head, but, uh, my number one is a beach beer. Uh, I love beach vacations. Uh, my, 
lucky to be a part of two families that love beach vacations too and and try to spend at least two weeks a year on the beach and and there's just something about wheeling a cooler down to the beach through the sand uh sitting underneath a little bit of a shade tree you got the smell and the breeze of the ocean and you crack open and that's where i can really put down some bush lights uh that's my all-day beer and that something about I, mean, I got a smile on my face right now just talking about it just that breeze on your beak man you got the bush light opened up and you just are enjoying life no care in the world uh no emails no conference calls no zoom calls no you know no no work anything just right there hanging out right on the beach drinking ice cold bush light man those three beers right there can bring joy i think to anybody's life but especially mine and uh god i love those beers let, let's, let's hear yours, man. Where, where do we, where do we stack up at? So I'm going to, I'm going to try and do, I'm going to do my best to keep it as different as possible. <laughs> but those are okay. three great beers now. Those are three phenomenal options. <laughs> so for me, number three is what I like to call the day after beer, which is, yeah, you know, you've you had a wild Friday night you had a long week of work. You went to happy hour. You got a little wild and crazy. You know, you woke up, Saturday morning feeling kind of fuzzy, but Hey, college football starts in about 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, there's no better remedy than crack, cr- cracking open a, a bush light or Coors light to get your day started. Um, <laughs> you, haven't quite, tough. you haven't quite hit the hangover mark yet, which is very crucial. So this one revolves kind of some steps. So like when you wake up, you, you can feel fuzzy, but you can't have that head pounding yet. So then you need to, uh, kick it off this is totally sounding like alcoholism and i swear to you it's not because <laughs> i don't do this often or i haven't done this often but when it does it's all it, it, might as well be drinking water um for me number two is the golf beer oh that's now, a good have, one we have said this many times we suck at golf but oh, we yeah. will play it every saturday if we had the opportunity to and nothing makes golf more more enjoyable than enjoying beers with your boys. Uh, yep. you know, whether it's a big group where at the first tee you're shotgunning or is that the last one? Maybe it's both. Uh, and then it's kind of, you're just riding, you're just riding, uh, that golf court down in some, some bud lights, seeing how well you can play. Um, but the idea is, is to, you know, the fellowship and, and, you know, chasing that white ball around, you know what I mean? Um, so that was my number two, but, Number one for me is, and this one is going to be just like yours, but it's uh, it's it's beers at a baseball game. Mm. You can even call it the ten dollar beer because getting <laughs> a beer at the stadium, sitting in those seats, and doing nothing but just staring off into the distance, watching what I think is the greatest game of all time, uh, and sipping on whatever it is that you just bought. Uh, and in this day and age, it's probably fourteen dollar beers. But uh, yeah, I, I just there's nothing sweeter than just tasting a beer at the ballpark. Uh, doesn't matter what ballpark. It is. I've been to 13 major league ballparks and they've all tasted just as great as the other one. So uh, yeah, that's my number one. It's perfect. I, uh, I love this segment because I forget how much joy some of these special beers bring. Like, you know, I just, the golf beer didn't even cross my mind and that is an excellent beer. Um, that's excellent. And yeah, the, do the baseball one, that's an iconic beer. That's a, just, that's America, you know, right that's, there. Yeah. So that is literally um, a, 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 a love song to the United <laughs> States of America. 
Oh man, I love it. We'd love to hear your uh, your 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 best beers too. Comment in the comment section. Let us know what you think. But I I'd be curious if we're missing one. Like, is there a beer out there that just people yeah. are going to hear this segment and go, "How did they not list this beer?" Like, I I don't know. I think I listed the the best ones. But then you said golf beer, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's good." So I don't know. What which one do you think we missed? Do you think we missed one? I don't mention what I have is uh, was. Uh either sharing was sharing a beer either before a wedding ceremony or as soon as the ceremony commit is over. Yeah. That's a good beer. So I like just, you're I don't in, feel you're in, you're yeah. in the wedding party. Um, you know, so like, you know, you're cl- the closest friends, you know, the people that you're probably yeah. going to, you know, be in touch with till you're on your deathbed, sharing a beer at this big moment life event for somebody um i think is is a good one uh not top three worthy of course but uh you know yeah. i almost i almost put beach beer i wanted to put beach beer uh that's almost sound like a beer flavor beach beer <laughs> so. i like the wedding beer but it's just you know it doesn't present itself that that often these these other ones i mean i feel yeah. like you can you could go get a you could go get a saturday one o'clock afternoon you know pre-covid of course you could go damn near every saturday if you wanted the the the, the wedding beer just does not present itself an, an well and and when i thought about it or when i was thinking about this weddings are are more for liquor you know so i mean perfect example my my wedding before the ceremony started you myself and all my our groomsmen who basically have all been on this podcast uh we all shared a fireball shot and you mm-hmm. know so some, that's typically more tradition than just than, than beer um, yeah. Something that I was thinking of is that pro- I bet somebody would discuss or bring up is uh, tailgating beer. Uh, you know what? That is an excellent beer. And you're right. I did miss the ball there because I do love a good college football tailgate. And uh, let me even classify. This will be my my three B <laughs> choice is a your honorable own- mention. Honorable mention, yes. And you're on the road with your favorite team. If you're watching YouTube, that's Miz- University of Missouri Stadium above my head here. Um so you're on the road cheering on your team and you're about an hour and a half from kickoff and you've got road team supporting beers on a beautiful fall day. God, Steve, that's a great beer. <laughs> I'm actually kind of mad. I left that one out. That is an excellent beer. <laughs> now I want to know what other beer we're missing. Now I just, I got to know. So if you're listening, put them in the comments. Cause man, I'd love to know which, uh, which we'll put on the socials. So we definitely want everybody yeah. to participate in this. Cause this is a fun topic, but yeah. Uh, so I, I want to move along here and yep. obviously because I love baseball so much and spring training starting this week, obviously I just talked about how it's Christmas this week for me. Um, I want to talk about something that I found really funny. So uh, I don't know if people have heard this or people that pay attention, like I pay attention, but one of the biggest free agents that signed this, this year, JT Real Muto, uh, prize is the biggest catcher or the best catcher in the league. I wholeheartedly disagree but anyway he broke his thumb playing catch today and he's now at a month so it got me thinking major league baseball has had some of the weirdest stories of how players get injured more than any other sport out there even you know hockey uh nba's got some weird ones i mean you know we're looking at you john wall but uh you're just baseball just takes the cake and so i wanted to share a couple get some reactions i don't know if you you remember any uh travis um but i'm gonna give a uh i'm gonna i'm just gonna tell you a couple i just want to see your reaction all right do you remember ryan klesko oh man um 
Not really, but I I, I kind of remember about the it. name, but not really. <laughs> he uh, he was a uh, a player for the the White Sox, I believe. So he missed a couple games when he was playing because he pulled a muscle in his back while turning in his lunch tray. <laughs> Let's see. That's, That's a good, good one. Here's one that I, I've told you this one already, but I like saying this because he was a cub. Sammy Sosa. Everybody remembers how big he was. But in 2004, he apparently sneezed two times in a row. You know that feeling. But he apparently sneezed super hard twice. Doing so created back spasms, and he had to be a late scratch and he had to miss the game against the San Diego Padres. <laughs> Must have been a vicious sneeze. <laughs> um, in 2016, Brewers pitcher Will Smith twisted his knee while putting on shower shoes. <laughs> been there. Sprained. All right. Well, that's a different story. Uh, sprained his L- has had an LCL sprain. Oh, gosh. Let's see another one. Um Mark Teixeira. We all know Mark Teixeira, first baseman yeah. uh, for the Yankees uh, and the Rangers. After playing in 22 games that season, he had he needed a rest day because his legs were so tired for being on base so much. <laughs> that one's good. <laughs> Moises Alou. We all like Moises Alou. Cubbed it through a tantrum uh, uh, for the Cubs. Uh, when he was with the Houston Astros, he actually had a season-ending ACL tear. He suffered the injury uh, because he fell off of a treadmill. <laughs> it's not very athletic, is it? No. Uh, Milton Bradley, who was a, a Red Sox for a while, tore his ACL while being restrained from arguing a perceived bad call with an umpire. <laughs> what a dumbass. Um, John Smoltz. All-time great with the Braves, pitched for the Cardinals for a little bit. He burned his chest while ironing a shirt he was wearing. You know what? For a guy like him, think about that for a second. Like, how the hell? Why did he think that was a good idea? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how did he make that dumb of a decision? Take the damn shirt off and iron it. Here's one. Here's one for all the men out there. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. While he was playing for the Reds in 2006, he missed a game after his protective cup slipped, causing it to pinch his testicle. (laughs) Yeah, that that could be painful. Um, Okay, this this will be the last one, just because I could go all day with these. Uh, Adam Eaton, uh, former champion with the Nationals. He had in 2001, he was with the Padres. He stabbed himself in the stomach while trying to remove the plastic off of a new DVD. And he had to miss a couple games. Oh, that one's good. I like that one, actually. Sometimes that Only plastic could be tough, man. I get it. I get it. It's like superhuman strength. I don't, yeah. I don't understand it, but uh, only only baseball can have these stupid-ass injuries. And that's why another reason why I love <laughs> baseball so much. Uh, but, you know, honorable mention to uh, John Wall, who slipped in the shower and basically missed the last two and a half years due to injury. So it's not just baseball. <clears throat> That's a good segment, Steve. I didn't know what to expect <laughs> out of that one, but I uh, I did enjoy that. Uh, I know. That's why I do this. <laughs> uh, so, hey, did you hear that Tim Tebow retired today? I did, man. Um, Let me clarify. You, he retired from baseball. Yeah. You know, and I think there's going to be a lot of funny guys out there trying to dog my guy Tebow. Uh, but I got to say, hats off to him, man. You know, I think – and, and I dog baseball quite a bit. 
uh, just from like a entertainment purposes type deal. But I think baseball is probably the most difficult sport. And this guy played a starting quarterback in a playoff football game was probably one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time and legitimately went all in on trying to be a baseball player stunt or not. I, I think he's a good dude. And I think that um, I think he really wanted to play and hats off to him, man. I, I know I couldn't play in the double a and he's a freak athlete. I know people will dog him, but I also think what's funny. And I think what's underlying here that we should highlight is let's all admit that being a TV analyst for college football is one hell of a lucrative job. And if you're him, why put yourself through all that nonsense when you've got a great job that's going to pay, easily pay the bills? Um, so I think that factored in quite a bit too. I mean, he was definitely, I don't, by any means, he wasn't going to be called up and he wasn't going to have a long MLB career, I don't think. But, uh, you know, being a TV analyst isn't a bad gig either. 100%. But, and hey, look, yeah, everybody dogs on Tebow. I, I've always dogged on Tebow, but I love Tebow. He was a Bronco. I'm a Bronco fan. One of the best playoff games I've ever seen as a Bronco fan was when he he beat the Steelers in overtime. I mean, that was a surreal moment. <clears throat> but it got me thinking. Dead is the art of two sport athletes. They're, they just don't exist anymore. They're, they're worth way too much. You can't – I mean, the last one that truly played it in the same season in recent memory for me was Deion Sanders, at least so publicly. Yeah. I was, I, was, I was doing a little bit of research and trying to see some notable two-sport athletes. And I found some that were actually really interesting. So obviously the big, the ones that were, you know, truly notable was Bo Jackson, played for the Royals, um, played for, um, oh my God, the Raiders. Uh, and he was, he was impactful on both of those. Deion Sanders, you know, played baseball, <clears throat> played football. He actually had a decent baseball career. Um, but some of the other ones that I actually – looked up I, I found kind of interesting uh jeff samarja who, oh yeah uh, he used to was he a wide receiver at notre dame too yeah nailed it nice yeah. job he uh mm-hmm. he was actually projected a high round nfl draft pick in in 2007 um he the, that year he actually caught 78 passes for over a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns in his senior year he was he's an all-american yeah, he was he's good all-american. yeah he was um, a great player yeah. <clears throat> Decided he wanted to play baseball, and uh, that's when he became a Cub, and the rest is history. He's had a very lucrative career, at least, whether or not he's been a good pitcher, is, I think is up for debate, um, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, that was Russell good. Wilson is, was actually oh, a two-sport yeah. player. He actually played two minor league seasons with the Rockies. Yeah. Great athlete, and He actually – he, uh, he attends spring training with the Yankees every year now, which is – That's weird. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Bo Jackson, uh, Deion Sanders, um, Brian Jordan, a, a great Cardinal, finished his career with the Braves. He actually was drafted by the Cardinals in the NFL draft. Or I'm sorry. No kidding. I didn't know that one. I apologize. IT got it wrong. Uh, the Bills. The Bills drafted him. <laughs> However, he was cut. Fun fact. All right. Um, <clears throat> a couple other ones that aren't as, as notable, but uh, Todd Helton. The Rocky great. He uh, he was actually a big time quarterback at Tennessee. Um, so much so that he was actually ahead of Peyton Manning on the depth chart at one point. <laughs> I'll be damned. That. All right. Um, 
yeah, I don't, I don't want to go through the rest, but I just, I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's, it's kind of sad that 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 whole thing is kind of dead because you know, obviously, it's, it, it's, it's, it's cool. It's a cool story. It's a cool narrative. It's fun to watch seeing what a, you know, your favorite quarterback on the Seattle Seahawks is going to do for the New York Yankees. Uh, you know, Ky- Kyler Murray was drafted eighth overall yeah. a couple of years ago I, by the Athletics, and due to Major League Baseball's broken salary cap. Uh, that he went to go play football instead. Um, but he is, it's so much so that he's still technically a member of the Oakland A's. They own his rights still so that if he retired, he could go play baseball for the A's. Yeah. I was, well, I was trying to think who I could add to this. So Kyler, Kyler Murray obviously was one that's in most recent, but a fun fact, uh, Mr. Crab legs himself, Jameis Winston was an excellent baseball player at Florida state university, uh, while he was also yeah. there, uh, for, uh, for for college football and won a national championship there so that was the two that those were the two that came to my mind don't tell me who he played for but actually bob gibson was a very highly touted basketball player as well ah there you go all right fun oh you know who we did miss actually and i i'm cheating because i pulled this up because i knew i was gonna miss somebody sean white uh if you're an x games or active sports kind of guy snowboarding and skateboarding kind of in the same kind of family uh and and don't don't at me if you're a big sco- snowboarder or skateboarder and can tell me the difference between the two but uh still an x game star both winter and summer so that's pretty cool that's good stuff yeah good job what do you i think he's i think he's won in some olympic medals too and again we'll have to yes. get it on that but i think he's won maybe olympic medals in both which is kind of uh impressive so yeah, so I just wanted to I just wanted to share no, that. That's so, a cool segment. Happy, I like that. Happy spring training to everybody, whether you're a baseball fan or not. Basically, baseball starting spring training means that warmer weather is on the way. Uh, so all is cool. It's gonna go away at some point. So uh, all right. <clears throat> we have one more thing we're gonna talk about, and it's a debate. So we're we're gonna start doing some we'll just call them funny debates. And each episode that you and I specifically do hey maybe we'll do it with a guest who knows uh we're just going to do one debate topic and then just kind of go back and forth as a kind of a way to round out the show so the first one i feel i feel like is a doozy uh and we're on opposite ends of this this topic which will be fun so the topic is clowns are scary agree or disagree travis disagrees and i agree Travis, why the hell don't you think clowns are scary? Go. Well, I mean, I wish I had some long-winded answer here for you other than they're freaking people with face paint on. And uh, I don't find it scary. Um, I think that, you know, my my fondest memories of clowns are all involving good things. So I'm not really sure why I should be scared of them. But I also don't watch movies like It. Um, so <laughs> I don't, I've never seen the bad side of a clown. Um, so I think they're fine. I like the circus. I like clowns at birthday parties or wherever else you see clowns at. Um, they got big red funny shoes, funny nose. Clowns are good in my book, man. What am you I like missing? The, you like the circus? When was the last time you've been to the circus? Cirque du, nah, I was going to say I've been to Cirque du Soleil, but that would have been a lie. Uh, I don't know. Probably 10 years ago, maybe. That's, that, doesn't, that, doesn't, that doesn't even count. I don't even think there's a clown at Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I don't know, man. Clowns are fun. Uh, I, I just don't... I don't get the don't get the vibe with the clowns. I will tell you this: knowing how not into movies and scary, especially scary movies, you are. If you watch it, you will change your tune right away. Uh, 
Hmm. I don't know. I, for me, it's, it's it, look, I'm not scared of clowns, but I think that they are scary. I don't really care for them. Um, I've never had one at my birthday party and I have zero regrets about that. Uh, and you know, it, the way that they, uh, their demeanor for me is just ridiculous. Um, like them laughing slash crying at the exact same time is, is kind of chilling for some reason. I don't, I don't know why, uh, you, them trying to give us, can you give us the laugh and the cry at the same time, please. I don't know if I can. Let me, let me think about this. Right Get in character, please. And deliver for the fans. <laughs> I, can't, I don't know. Whatever. <clears throat> uh was that good i don't know i don't think that was good i don't know but, if that's uh, good but that, we get the point <laughs> i don't think it was long enough but i don't think i can hold that in character for long but and then you know like you you have all these clowns you have 25 clowns that are in the you know this dune buggy that's basically a remote control rc car uh there's clearly some weird ass contortionism going on um and it's always it's always them trying to you know their comedy is always jump tactics right so you know here smell my flower and water poison or whatever comes out of there and hits you in the eyes or uh you know like the little sweet squeaky horn i don't know it's just clowns are scary they need to go away nobody even likes a circus anymore unless it's circus delay or whatever but <laughs> i should we should go to circus delay i never even i don't even know what that's actually about but travis fun fact i've never fun. even been to vegas oh i have been to vegas one time two days it was enough for me i'm not really a gamble and lose all my money kind of guy though we're getting off topic, but my wife thinks I'm really weird for never being to, to Vegas. Hmm. Or really even think, having any desire. I don't know. I think Vegas is worth the trip. Uh, you know, just, I mean, not, not necessarily from a gambling perspective, but just like, a, I don't know. I think it's fun to sit in like the sports book with all the TVs and stuff, drink some beers and, and, and watch sports. And, you know, if you're feeling froggy, put five, 10 bucks on something, you know, it's, it's fun. Final point about clowns. Yeah, let's hear it. And why they're scary. Why the fuck is their feet so big? <laughs> it's part of the thing, man. They're they're supposed to be that. ridiculous looking. I get that. However, <clears throat> you see those shoes and you think to yourself, what wonky ass disarmed experimental feet is that? How long are those toenails and could they kill me? I guarantee you those are thoughts that go through people's heads. You're thinking too much on this one. I know, I know. I, I went really deep here. Actually, another point. I can, I can keep doing this all day. Final point about clowns. <laughs> the face paint. Whenever you have face paint where there's smile, and even if, like if they're not even smiling, it still goes up to their cheekbones. That is almost the symbol of evil. The most evil characters you've ever seen in comic books, cartoons, anything. Their smile literally goes almost into their earlobes i mean that's almost the definition of what evil is like you look it up in webster's dictionary what's evil look at look at their smile so that's it huh yeah you rest your case oh yeah (laughs) that's it clowns are scary all right well fair enough right (sighs) i look forward to these debates in the future my friend (laughs) these are gonna be a lot of fun we'll definitely incorporate guests um you know what we'll even incorporate the uh the audience so we'll we'll put this on twitter anybody that uh has an opinion on it please share and uh if you do we'll give you a shout out on our next episode um but finally let's uh dive here into the shout out of the week 
Um, we've got a, we've got a really good one. Uh, Trav, I'll let you kind of run with this, but it's a, it's yeah. a friend of the podcast. Yeah. Friend of the podcast, Trent Bruce. Uh, he was on an episode uh, earlier in the, um, in the creation of the podcast. He's a comedian out in LA. Great guy. He's got a podcast of his own called another shitty podcast, which of course we'll link in the show notes. Um, and obviously our episode that we had him on with us as well. Uh, but we're shouting him out because uh, him and his co-hosts have uh, have just launched uh, some apparel uh, merchandise for their podcast. Really cool. Um, kind of from a, a distance, obviously he's out in LA, but have uh, kind of watched what they've been doing um, and, and really Really appreciate them stepping out on a limb like that, man, and, and creating their own own merchandise. It's pretty cool. They've got a hat and a, a beanie, and it's uh, it's pretty sweet. So uh, hats off to them. If you haven't checked out their podcast, it's a really, really interesting listen. Uh, obviously, he's incredibly funny, and, and if you haven't listened to that episode, certainly take a listen at that because he's, he's one of those guys you could just listen to for hours. Just really funny dude. So uh, – Appreciate you coming on the podcast when you did, Trent, and uh, certainly uh, best of luck with everything you guys are working on. But uh, yeah, we just wanted to shout them out. And if you haven't uh, given them a shot, make sure to uh, to do that. Absolutely. They have, <clears throat> if, if you're looking for something to laugh at, if you want some, some comedy podcasts, this is definitely one to check out. Uh, they have a wide diverse, they have a very diverse range of topics. Um once you know one 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 month you'll be listening about a super bowl hangover the next one you're they're talking about shark week uh so definitely check it out uh it's a lot of fun so uh awesome man well hey that's gonna wrap things up here for us at the happy hour hangout podcast uh trav closing thoughts yeah appreciate you guys listening continue to check us out we're releasing our uh, beer episodes beer reviews on uh, youtube only on sunday at 7 p.m every week that's central time uh, otherwise we're going to keep pumping out content the best we can if you or somebody you know would like to get on the show and and tell your story please reach out to us in the dm hopefully you have some uh, fun exciting guests here coming soon so uh, for one last time at the happy hour hangout cheers to you guys mm-hmm.